The sermon today uh, could be titled, Guess Who's Coming to Dinner? Starring Abraham and Sarah, Martha and Mary, King David, and the Apostle Paul, with special guest appearances by Jesus. <laughs> and oh, how thankful I am that Jesus appeared. When I read David's invitation in Psalms 15, I literally thought, dude, you got a lot to work on. I mean, the, the psalm actually kind of hurt my feelings. As I read it, I thought, man, I, I failed the test. Listen to the psalm of David from the New Living Translation, which has become kind of my favorite translation these days. It reads, who may worship in your sanctuary, your tabernacle, Lord? Who may enter your presence on your holy hill? I immediately thought, this is a test. Let's see how I'm going to do. This is those who lead blameless lives and do what is right. Blameless. <laughs> I got lots of faults. Uh, don't believe me? Just ask my wife, my children, my coworkers. They'll let you know. And he writes, speaking the truth from sincere hearts. Uh, most of the time, but there are times when I choose peace over purity. It's just easier to say what people want to hear. Those who refuse to gossip. Gossip? I just returned from my uh, church's general conference where we elected bishops and general officers. And there was nothing more fun than gossiping about who would be elected and why they would be elected. <laughs> or harm their neighbors. You know, Jesus so expanded the definition of neighbors... I'm sure I've offended somebody somewhere at some time. I may be offending somebody right now, in fact. <laughs> or speak evil of their friends. You know, I thought, you know, if they're truly my friend, just saying. <laughs> Those who despise flagrant sinners. Okay, now I got one. Of course, it's easy to reject the wicked. I can, I can do that. And honor the faithful followers of the Lord. Amen. I'm good. I'm here today. I got a faithful follower. I'm here. Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And keep their promises when it hurts. Okay, I keep promises. Uh, when it hurts for it, that's kind of tricky. Those who lend money without charging interest. <laughs> I got this one. I don't have a choice. My students are broke. They don't have any money to pay back. <laughs> And who cannot be bribed to lie about the innocent? Okay, for sure. Such people will stand firm forever. So I read this, I said, well, I'm good on three of these 11 standards. That's a 27%. That's an elephant Lane College. <laughs> I failed the Psalm 15. And I, I failed it, and that's what me grading me. And here I am uh, standing before you with the task of representing the perfect Lord, having an F average. And the bottom line is, I've looked at this, I, I'm not getting an invitation to the holy hill of the Lord. I'm not getting an invitation to the sanctuary of the Lord. I'm not getting an invitation to the Lord's tabernacle. So needless to say, I was thrilled when I read the epistle. The second reading, I was absolutely thrilled when I got to verse 20. Of this reading. And I want, to, I want to read it. This morning I was inspired again. I saw something even, even new in, in worship this morning. I want to read it from our, our worship bulletin. 
It says, and through him, God was pleased to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, by making peace through the blood of Christ. And you, who were once estranged and hostile, hostile in mind, doing evil deeds. Oh, my Lord, that was me. He has reconciled in his fleshly body through death so as to present you holy and blameless. Amen. Jesus Christ made a way that I, Logan Hampton, with my 27% performance, can receive an invitation to worship on the Lord's holy hill in the Lord's tabernacle. Now, here's a little preacher joke. I'll read it to you. I'm a bad joke teller, so I'll read it to you. A pastor was uh, working late on a Saturday night at the Almighty God Tabernacle, and he decided to call his wife before he left for home. And although the pastor let the phone ring several times, his wife didn't answer. A few moments later, he tried again, and she immediately answered. He asked her why she hadn't answered before, and she said that the phone didn't ring. The following Monday, the Almighty God Tabernacle pastor received a call at the church office. The caller wanted to know why the pastor had called him Saturday night. And the pastor was confused. The caller said, my phone rang and rang, and I didn't answer. Then the pastor of the Almighty God Tabernacle remembered the incident and apologized for disturbing him, explaining that he had intended to call his wife and must have dialed the wrong number. The man said, that's okay. Let me tell you a story. He said, you see, I was up to no good that night, about to lose my life, and I prayed, God, if you're there and you don't want me to do this, give me a sign now. At that very moment, my phone started to ring. I looked at the caller ID, and it read, Almighty God. I was too afraid to answer. <laughs> By any means necessary, God seeks to reconcile us. God wants to save our lives, whether it's using the wrong number or a youth leader or a children's leader, a song or a sermon, a social media post, an accident, the sacrifice of his only begotten son, the Holy Spirit whispering to you, whatever it takes, God wants to be in relationship with us. And God invites us to dwell and to worship in God's holy temple. And Christ, through his sacrifice, scored an invitation to God's holy tabernacle for each of us. Now, what is our response to this? Are we to continue with our 27% Psalm 15 scores, or are we to work on ourselves to try to improve ourselves a bit? Well, Martha and Mary, even Abraham and Sarah, give us a plan of action. In the gospel reading, Martha invited Jesus to her home. There's a lot in this text. Martha, a female head of household in that day, invited Jesus and his entourage sure a home for dinner. She then got busy preparing the home and the meal for the celebration. 
Her sister Mary assisted her. When Jesus arrived, Mary stopped preparing and literally sat down at Jesus' feet to listen. Martha was livid. So much so that she interrupted Jesus' teaching to call Mary out. And in that 40th verse of Luke 10, it reads, Martha was distracted by her many tasks. So she came to Jesus and asked, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to do all the work to myself? Tell her to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and distracted by many things. There is need of only one thing. Mary has chosen the better part, which will not be taken away from her. Here's a quick sermon. Martha chose service. Mary chose the word. Who was right? Both were. Of course, if Martha invited Jesus and his boys to her home, she planned and prepared to serve him. And I remind you that the standards of how one treated a guest were so different in those days. Travelers had no rest areas or truck stops or roadside restaurants. So travelers and guests were honored in the house. Look at what Abraham and Sarah did in the first reading when the Lord and two angels visited. They gave them water to wash their feet. Sarah made fresh bread. How long did that take? Abraham had one of his servants to prepare a calf. Then Abraham served them curds and milk with the calf dinner and stood nearby talking to the guests. Folks, that was some next-level hospitality. Martha, knowing this tradition, committed herself to serving the Lord. And as she invited those guests, service was expected and service was needed. Jesus had at least 12 disciples with him. And it would take some work to get all those feet washed and those mouths fed. Service to others is necessary and a biblical expectation. In fact, there's a blessing in service. I was recently exposed to the book, Wonder Drug, Seven Scientifically Proven Ways That Serving Others Is the Best Medicine for Yourself. In it, the author shares scientific studies that reveal serving others benefits the brain and the body, physical health, mental health, happiness, Success, living longer, more fulfillment, more stamina and energy, better sleep, and less depression. All because they were doing what the Bible has called us to do. Don't you love it when science and the Bible line up in our lives? Martha's service was needed. Mary, on the other hand, was seated listening to Jesus' teaching. She received the word, and Jesus said, Mary has chosen the better part, which will not be taken away from her. Now, this is what I hear. I hear Jesus affirming Martha and Mary. And for sure, Jesus was clear that when he started teaching, Mary made the right choice to listen. And really, you think about it, how often would you get Jesus in your house teaching? Mary and Martha too, needed the word of God at that moment. 
The meal would get served. The table would get set. The guests would eat. But Jesus was teaching, and it was time to listen. Here's the revelation I have for you this morning. Jesus' teaching and Christian service are needed to sustain a healthy, growing Christian. If you want to improve on your 27% Psalm 15 average, you need both word and service. We need the word to guide us and service to keep us. They're like diet and exercise in maintaining a healthy lifestyle. Former colleague and friend and fellow who was trying to help me out, a fitness leader at another institution, uh, Carl Benz, told me once, said, Logan, you can always eat more calories than you can burn. And I remember this truth um, while I was making my COVID journey about a month ago. When it was over, um, I was surprised that I had gained weight. Uh, I sweated through all my workout clothes over four days of suffering. And though I was sweating off pounds of fluid daily, I was loading them back on, eating Haagen-Dazs double chocolate ice cream bars to soothe my sore throat. And here's a message for you. If you eat double chocolate ice cream bars for three days every time you wake up, Although you've been drenched, you're drenched in sweat, it doesn't matter that you sweat through a hamper full of workout clothes. You will put on pounds. Nevertheless, I thank the Lord for some medicine and Haagen-Dazs, double chocolate ice cream bars for getting me through. Worry not for the Lord on my side. And Haagen-Dazs, double chocolate ice cream bars, praise him. Where would I be? <laughs> Dr. Donald Hensrud, who heads up the Mayo Clinic Healthy Living Program, says, says, both diet and physical activity are important. Diet probably is more important for losing weight, physical activity for keeping it off. It certainly never hurts to focus on diet and exercise at the same time. And similarly, as physical health is dependent on diet and exercise, so our Christian spiritual health is dependent on faithful study of God's word and dutiful service in the kingdom of God. There is a time for each, and both are needed, and both are expected. God bless you, and God keep you, is my prayer.